0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. This week we're going to talk about populating a website and working towards launch with our website developer, Colleen. Um, So over the last couple episodes, we pretty much covered every aspect of the development process here at Yellow Eagle. And to wrap things up, we're talking to Colleen and going into all the details about populating a site and how she gets these sites live. So, Colleen, thanks for
1: sitting with us. Yeah, not a problem at all.
0: Um, I guess to start off, could you just tell us what does populating a website mean?
1: So, populating a website means that I'm pretty much grabbing all the content that the client has given to us in, like, any forms, like, you know, uh, .doc documents, or .pages, whatever they really have, and making sure that the um, documents that I have is on the right pulses um, relating to the corresponding like page on their website. So it's just pretty much filling out all the filler content, all the filler photos, all the placement holders, and filling out with real life content.
0: So in aspects of like launching a website, um, how do you check to make sure everything is functional during populating?
1: So as I'm populating, I make sure to put myself in the client's shoes. I'm like, what would make the most sense for them? What would be the easiest for them to understand how to populate each of these pages? And how to make it so that they only have to populate it in one area instead of populating the same stuff in different pages. Uh, that's really like one of the most important aspects is making sure that the client understands like how it all works in the back end you could sort of call it definitely
0: and like you said too making sure it's the easiest way of populating as opposed to doing the same step like four thousand
1: times exactly there um there are still some you know challenges with wordpress as like making a custom making sure everything's like on the right level uh but yeah making sure that even the client who's not very technologically advanced can still understand how everything's set up. Absolutely.
0: So a successful website launch is critical and important steps uh, have to be taken in order to have an easy launch. Mm -hmm. Um, What does your checklist look like when you're
2: launching we've heard about the checklist before <laughs> yeah, the
1: checklist.
2: yeah
1: so um, ever since I started here at young Yol, we didn't have set checklists in place and I felt like this was very much needed yep especially with all the different instances where uh, you have like multi-site or regular site or a website not hosted on the certain um, hosting service we provide which we'll talk about later um, so the first checklist that was here in the first place was the pre-launch website checklist. This is just to ensure that like, everything, like all the content's ready, to make sure like the correct you know, 404 page looks fine, the privacy policy is on there, all the general stuff before launching the website. So this is like the pre-launch before the actual launch checklist. And to, ha- this, to have this in place is very important. So, so it's consistent throughout each website. I'm not missing anything. I'm not cutting corners. I'm making sure everything is like ready to go.
2: Awesome. Yeah. So why is it important to test sites on multiple browsers and devices? Because last week uh, we were with Stan and we talked about the W3C, which is a worldwide organization to make sure that everything is accessible to people on all different mm-hmm. types of devices and browsers. So um, why is it important to like, make sure that you can have a site on every single type of device and browser?
1: So many different people use many different browsers, yep. such as, sadly, IE, um, which uh, they're pushing to use Edge now. Um, but people use Chrome, Firefox. They also use Safari. Yep. Some use this browser called Opera. Um, and not every browser has like, the same setup. For instance, Firefox has a different setup on PC than it does Mac. So there's going to be some things you have to work around to make sure that to get everything more cohesive throughout each browser. And this also applies to devices, whereas um, iPhones start off with Safari. And then you can add in other browsers, such as Chrome. Yeah, but
0: that's your
1: default. Yeah, that's the default. And how Androids kind of have their own, like, internet browser, and you just gotta make sure everything looks nice across across all platforms. And if not, at least like make sure that <clears throat> um, it looks at least uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like somewhat
0: similar. Yeah, like somewhat similar. Has yeah, a similar experience. Yeah, when on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Especially on mobile too, with mobile being like the most popular. I feel like now, like everyone searches on mobile.
1: Oh yeah, yeah it was absolutely. So when designing websites, um, we do mobile first, yep. and that should always be what you should be doing because more people have mobile devices than they do have uh, computers or laptops or iPads. So it's always important for mobile.
2: Furthermore, like how do you go about testing a site's like performance, and how do you address issues if you find an issue?
1: Mm-hmm. So we use a couple things. Um, let's say, for instance, a client sees an issue on you know, browser that they're using. Uh, we use a thing called browser stack and we use that to check all different kinds of platforms because that actually goes into the operating system, renders how that would render on that operating system. So we use that and inspect um, check out those you know elements to see what needs to be fixed and as for speed tests and whatnot we use a thing called tools.pingdom Um, that really checks to see how big your page is on page load um, how fast it is and then it tells you like for instance the image sizes um, because it's very important that the image sizes are under a certain file size otherwise your like page will load very slow Um, no one likes that no out of there in like 1.5 seconds yeah so (laughs) it's quick
0: What's the optimal time you would like the speed to be when you're testing
1: this out? Uh, We want it to be three seconds, but, you know, give or take a couple is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, For file sizes, you want it under 300 kilobytes. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes you have to sacrifice some quality over page load. But usually it's not really an issue unless, let's say, the header or hero photo is, like, huge. Um, But then you just got to work some things around
2: just to wrap things up here why do you think choosing a good host helps launch a website
1: uh just to ensure the website's fast to ensure them again safe and secure but also the most important thing is customer service like so for instance we point clients to wp engine and we do so because their customer service is really good mm-hmm. i've used it many many times and they do cater to just WordPress sites. But having a good hosting service is just to ensure that everything runs smoothly. And efficiently, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well,
0: thank you so much for sitting down with us. Yeah, no problem.
1: problem.